All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in. It's a Monday. That means a new week of Daily Faceoff Live and a busy one as well as it's All-Star Week, or at least All-Star Weekend is coming up around the league. Tyler Remchuk and Mike McKenna with you for today's show, though. Mike, how are you doing? I am good. I think I coached about 15 games this weekend with the St. Louis Blues Warriors team, all the veteran players in St. Louis, and they took home two championships at Delta and Alpha level, Tyler. I think my weekend might have been a little bit better than your chins, though, buddy. You doing okay? Yeah, a little pond hockey action out in Jasper for me and the Nation crew and Frank Saravalli was there as well. I took a puck up top, but don't worry, Mike, I finished the game. I managed to play the second half of that one, so it's uh, it's all good. And there's a nice shot of Team Oilers Nation and Team's Flame, Team Flames Nation out at the Fairmont JPL uh, after we tied our game 21-21, which I guess was fitting. Everyone went home, I guess, mildly uh, disappointed in the result, but not disappointed at all in the weekend. Have you ever done a pond hockey tournament like this, Mike? No, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, man. And, and I was too busy actually playing the game on rinks, I guess, in the winter. <laughs> so I'd love to, though, man. This is like bucket list stuff for me. Look at the mountains in the background. What a setting, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, let's get into the hockey talk a little bit. But before we throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, we should start with some news from today. As Hockey Hall of Famer Bobby Hull, an original superstar of the sport, passed away today. Uh, he began his career back in 1957. He became one of the most feared goal scorers of all time. Of course, his legacy comes with some rather ugly blemishes on it off the ice, and that's probably putting it a little lightly, uh, but we obviously send our condolences to the Hull family on the passing of a guy who, in his prime, Mike, really did revolutionize the game. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, he was 
And one of the first guys, him and Stan Makita for the Blackhawks were soaking stick blades and putting them in door jams overnight to put a big old hook on them. And so that changed the game a bunch and um, really a true power forward. And, and that legacy carried on through his son, Brett, and the rest of the family that obviously had um, great NHL careers. But there's plenty of stories of Bobby Hall floating around St. Louis. And um, those would probably be a whole other whole different podcast, I'd say, for that because there's, there's yeah. no shortage of them. Our condolences to the Hull family. Uh, not always an easy transition off of that, but let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with the feel-good story of the weekend and something that's going to go down as one of the feel-good stories of the entire season. Saturday night in Edmonton when the Oilers, up big on the Chicago Blackhawks, decide to go to their e-bug between the pipes and his University of Alberta Golden Bear and former Shirt Park Crusader Matt Berlin who gets to go into the game. It was an unbelievable scene. As you can see here, he gets to wear the motorcycle vest for the Oilers play, player of the game. An Edmonton product who actually, Mike, was on the same Bantam team as Stuart Skinner as well as Tyler Benson and James Hamblin. So he's been a teammate with some of these Oilers before, gets to live out the dream and make an appearance in an NHL game. Before I get your thoughts on it, we do have Jay Woodcock after the game just kind of taking us through how this all came about matt berlin and in the last two and a half minutes yeah um a few things went into it first of all uh the player it came from the players um so we talked about it on the bench um we wanted to make sure we did it in a respectful way um you know because we have nothing but respect for the Chicago Blackhawks, their their players and their coaching staff, uh, but we just wanted to give somebody uh, an opportunity that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And um, you know, I was proud of our team that they came to that decision. Jack Campbell came to the bench at the TV timeout. We told him what we were thinking. He was all on board. He was so happy for it. And uh, the opportunity presented itself, and, and that's what we did. And, you know, the good on the young man for going out there and making a save. And, you know, I'm sure he will carry that memory with him the rest of his life. He'll be in the record books as having played in the National Hockey League. Jay, what does that say about Mike, uh, your thoughts on just what the Oilers did there in that moment? Well, you would see this in college hockey sometimes at the NCAA level where your third goaltender who may never play a game at college gets tossed in for the last four or five minutes just because of the hard work they've put in. This one's a little bit different because, like Jay Woodcroft said, it's an experience. I mean, Berlin was doing homework four hours before the game, Tyler. You know, this is wild stuff. Um, but it's just really cool. And I loved in the line afterwards, you could see Jack Campbell come over and be so excited for Matt Berlin. And like you said, some of the parallels being Stuart Skinner's minor hockey teammates and um, it's just, it's really cool. He's from Edmonton. He's placed for the U Alberta. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. I'm just, I was a little surprised because I didn't actually know this was possible for an e-bug to go in, you know, like he was backing up that game rather than being an emergency guy. So it was totally fine. I just was kind of caught out by that a little bit, but one for one made a save on Caleb Jones on a snapper from the top of the circle, got a big ovation from the crowd and, you know, good on Connor McDavid, who also did say afterwards, he's a young kid. Matt Berlin's 25, Connor, you're 26. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like that one as well. And just for those who are maybe wondering the difference, so you cannot bring in your e-bug 
unless there is a legitimate injury. But the difference here is that Matt Berlin signed an amateur tryout before the game because they knew he'd have to back up well before puck drop. So because he was on an amateur tryout and wasn't the e-bug brought in from, you know, the press box halfway through the game, they were allowed to do this. So the stars just kind of aligned perfectly for Matt Berlin to get a chance to throw on his hometown team's jersey on Saturday night. Uh, Let's talk about some other results from around the league on the weekend as Man, the Central Division is getting very interesting, Mike. You have the Stars and Jets, who are both on three-game losing streaks, but losing streaks that are really not all that similar because you have the Stars, who have lost three straight in overtime, as you can see here. But regardless, they're both slipping a little bit. Is there one of these two teams you're a little bit more concerned about than the other? Yeah, it's definitely not the Stars. I mean, take a look at the teams that the Stars played and lost in overtime. They're all 3-2 games. It's against Buffalo, Carolina, Jersey, man. Like, those are three teams that could all be in the playoffs this year. Okay, Buffalo could make it. We know how good Carolina and Jersey are. Um, you know, and, and I think for for Dallas, really, they still play a really consistent game, man. And, you know, there's been times before this year where they've lost two in a row. They get a big performance from the goaltender, pulls them out of it, whatever. Like, it just didn't happen for them. I'm not concerned about that club. Um, I'm really not even concerned about Winnipeg. It's just that they haven't been the same lately, man. Um, six of the last eight games for the Jets, they've scored two goals or less. And I, I, that's not acceptable for a team that's got Kyle Connor and Wheeler and Dubois and Shifley. Like you get on the list, even Josh Morrissey, man, he's been really cold in the last four games. So um, what concerns me with Winnipeg is just Rick Bonus questioning the compete level pretty often here lately so um i think they'll get it back together but minnesota and colorado are looming man they're third and fourth in the division both those games have three points in hand or three games in hand i'm sorry on winnipeg and dallas and key word here the central is going to tighten up especially with colorado coming they're seven and three in their last 10 tyler yeah so let me give you a little fill in the blank question here the colorado avalanche have a blank percent chance of winning this division Oh, geez. I mean, to catch Dallas and they're, they're still nine points back from even with the games in hand, I'm not going to say it's great. I think Colorado could easily finish second, but it's hard to make up ground when you only have 30 games left. So I, I think Colorado finishes second or third in the Central. All right. Yeah, it'll be uh, really interesting. And and then another thing, too, right now, I mean, you have Colorado sitting as a wild card team. And just based on how the Pacific Division is compared to the Central, if the season ended today, man, congratulations, Seattle. You'd win the Pacific Division and ah, you get the Colorado Avalanche or maybe even the L.A. Kings potentially in round one. Like the Avs being a wild card team could really throw things off in terms of the playoff picture. But I got a feeling they'll find a way to crawl out of that. The top of the division getting interesting, but it is hard to not like the Dallas stars who yeah i mean only 13 regulation losses this season and you can sit there and moan and groan about you know ot losses and whether or not they should be counted that way or whatever the bottom line is the stars are bringing a lot of games to ot and they're being rewarded for it it's a big reason why they're still in the top spot in the division there are a couple of teams in that central that are just flat out sellers and uh, that's the topic of our first deadline countdown that we had over the weekend from frank cerebali every day a new article coming out and on sunday he took a look at the five sellers with substantial assets to potentially move the list includes the vancouver canucks the chicago blackhawks the coyotes the blues and the montreal canadians mike uh which gm this, this is the way i'll go with this which gm could potentially bring in the most in terms of assets returned in your opinion 
Well, I think Frank's got it right with the top two for sure. I mean, if if Patrick Alvin in Vancouver really wants to go full send, man, he's got a lot to work with because it goes beyond Horvat, Shen, and Besser for me. He's still got Garland, Myers. Even I'd even consider moving Thatcher Demko if they really want to make things um, go in the future in Vancouver, but I don't see that happening. Okay, I'm putting my own GM hat on here. I mean, just look at the numbers in Chicago, man. Like, it's just, there's a lot of people that have value on that list. I mean, Tyler, you and I have even talked about Jack Johnson, we think would be a, a decent pickup for somebody for some depth on D. I said, see you, Domi, McCabe. So um, as you go down this list, it kind of gets murky. I mean, Arizona's got a couple pieces. St. Louis is still a question mark. Montreal, you know, I like Sean Monahan though. That's one I'd really keep an eye on. I think third line center, he can really help a team. And, um, and not on the list is the San Jose Sharks. They were just off. Uh, keep them in mind because they got a big piece in Timo Meyer. They got to figure out here. So I, I think the realistic option might be Chicago uh, because Vancouver's a bit of a wild card for me. Yeah, I for me the biggest wild card is the St. Louis Blues with Vlad Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, if they move on from O'Reilly, they're going to get an absolute haul for the guy. He's got a Con Smythe Trophy under his belt. Yeah. Why would you not want that guy on your team? And with Tarasenko, I think what'll be interesting is. A guy like Patrick Kane is the sort of premier winger on the market this season. But just like Claude Giroux last year, Patrick Kane holds the keys to where he wants to go. If he sits there and says, hey, I'm not going anywhere and he's off the market, or if he says, I am only going to insert the market, New York, Buffalo, whatever it ends up being, he goes, I'm only going there, then I think there all of a sudden could be a handful of teams who go, oh, we can't get Kane. It's impossible. He won't wave to come to us check down go right to vlad tarasenko and i think he's a guy mm -hmm. whose market could potentially really heat up over the next couple of weeks here yeah and he needs a change of scenery i mean he's got 10 goals on the year mm -hmm. only two of which are on the power play it's not going in st louis right now but keep an eye on Iv ivan barbashev there as well i mean he had 60 points last year he's probably more like a 40 point player but he hits like a mac truck man he put sam gerard out of the playoffs last year and i think a lot of teams look for that grit on top of the scoring that may come with it. So either of those two players, along with O'Reilly, yeah, St. Louis. And I tell you what, I, I do think that they're going to be sellers. That's my gut feeling here and from, you know, hearing some things around town. So we'll see what happens with the Blues. Mentioned uh, the Chicago Blackhawks there and one guy on that list of who's available that's garnering a lot of interest apparently around the league is Jake McCabe, the steady defenseman. He's got some term left on that contract, so he's not a pure rental. This is a guy who a bunch of teams could look at and go, hey, we're not only getting him for the next two, three months here and for our Stanley Cup push, we're getting him next year, we're getting him the year after, and he's going to be a long-term piece on our blue line, as you can see here. Not an offensive defenseman by any means, but Frank does have kind of a full scouting report on him. Mobility being the one key weakness, I suppose, but still very good at shutting things down in his own end. He does a nice job limiting mistakes. Some potential fits that Frank wrote about are the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, and the LA Kings. Something to remember with all of this is that McCabe actually has a pretty limited no trade list. He can submit, I believe it's seven teams that he can nix a deal to. And there is some talk that the Oilers are on that list and a handful of other Canadian teams are as well. Uh, but when you look at McCabe, Mike, and you hear fits like Leafs, Oilers, Kings, is there one team you look at and go, they got to key in on this guy? Yeah, well, I think the, the Leafs do make a whole lot of sense, especially with Jake Muzzin. Um, presumably being out for the long term here and, and the value of the contract that Jake McCabe would come with. I think he'd slide in really well and you put him next to whether he's playing with TJ Brody or anybody else, he's a rock, you know, and, and that's really, you're looking for value deals with term if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs because of those big deals that they have up front to, to you know, Matthews and Nylander and Tavares go down the list. 
Um, so I, I'd really like him there. And like you said, the thing is, McCabe doesn't want to play in Canada, man. Like six of the seven teams on his mm-hmm. no trade list are Canadian clubs. Guess who isn't, though? It's Toronto. Um, if McCabe was an expiring contract, if this was the last year of his deal, then I'd say the Oilers would probably still have a good chance because he wouldn't have to play a couple more years there, but he doesn't want to be there, Mm -hmm. at least in terms of what his contract says. You never know what a player can be convinced of because that Edmonton team's really really good. You want to go try to win a Stanley Cup. That's the part that matters for me. Um, And and L.A., I don't know. Um, They got a lot of pieces there. Would he help them a little bit? Probably. But I don't think he'd have the same value that he would for a team like Toronto and Look, dude, McCabe's going to get a first rounder and some change for sure. So, like, if I'm if I'm Davidson in Chicago, I'm moving on from him for sure. If I can get whatever I can, sell it high. And you know what's maybe even a bit of a wild card in terms of what Davidson could get in return is what would happen if he says, you know what, Toronto, I really want insert prospect here on top of the first round pick. Maybe it's Matthew Nyes, and goes. I'll keep half this guy's contract for the next couple of seasons mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, you might sit there and go, boy, why would you retain money on a guy with that kind of term left? But if it gets you the impact prospect and a first round pick you want, I, I think at that point, if it's if they're willing to do it, the Leafs would be stupid not to pull the trigger on it. Because if you can yeah. get that guy for that cheap for the next couple of seasons, you're laughing. Your cap picture becomes so much more easier to manage. Yeah, you just hope he stays healthy, Tyler. That's the only problem. You got a banged up yeah. blue line with Toronto the past couple of years and McCabe. Hey, but here's the thing. He has been healthy over the last couple of seasons. So you hope that's all in the past for the player. Really interesting stuff. We'll have a little bit more on the Leafs and some trade deadline stuff. Goaltending specific, though. Let's get into this week's edition of the Blue Paint. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Blue Paint brought to you by our friends at Montana's and Mike. I want to we're sticking in the Central Division actually. We've done a lot of Central Division talk today. I want to pick your brain a little bit on what's going on with the Minnesota Wild and maybe a bit of a goaltending controversy brewing. Here's how I'll spin it to you. If game 1 of the playoffs was today, which goalie would be starting for the Wild? It should still be Mark Andre Fleury, even though 
upstart Philip Gustafson has been lights out in net for the Minnesota Wild. Now, let me tell you why. You look at the sheer stats here on the season, and you would think, Matt, Gus has been unbelievable. And Well, he really has. That's the thing. Like, he's got a 922 save percentage. Uh, in 13 of his 18 starts, he's allowed two goals or less for the Minnesota Wild. But it's really is he's kind of coming into his own. It's his first year being in the NHL full-time. And early in the year, Tyler, Gustafson was facing lesser opponents. Okay, he had the easier of the schedule. Since the new year, that's changed. Always played Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Washington, Florida, some of these tougher clubs. But Fleury's still getting the bulk of the starts for the Minnesota Wild. He's had the heavier low workload. He's played 31 games, tougher schedule, and he's still 16, 10, and 3. Now, a save percentage down at a 905 doesn't look as good. But like I say, it has been a harder schedule. And there's that playoff experience. You know, you got a couple Stanley Cups hanging around for Fleury. Um, Gustafson doesn't have any playoff experience. So, and even in goals saved above expected, it, it, it's, it's a mismatch, right? Gustafson's at 13th, Flowers at 43rd, but... I still think given the workload and given the fact that Fleury is the heartbeat from the back end playing the majority of games, the goalie they're most used to, at this point, I would still still say Fleury. But we know that Dean Evison is the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. This will continue to be a battle till the very end. And I think that Gustafson has shown very well this year to project what he could do in future seasons. And Fleury's numbers have been getting a little bit better as the season's gone on as well. It was a bit of a slow start for him. Sticking in the Western Conference, but flipping to the Pacific. Both LA and Seattle firmly in the playoff picture in that division, yet they've each struggled between the pipes this season. Either of those teams, or maybe do one of those teams compared to the other, really need to shop hard for a goalie at the deadline? Well, here's the hard part. What's available? in terms of goal. And it's not a very good market, I think, for goaltenders out there right now, especially for anybody that's on an expiring contract. You're kind of limited to Cam Talbot of the Ottawa Senators or James Reimer of the San Jose Sharks. Reimer's had an okay year at best behind a really tough team in San Jose. And I think Talbot has been pretty good. It's just, who are they gonna be better than for either of these teams in Seattle or LA? Jones is 23, seven and three. Okay, like he's, he's got an 895 save percentage, which isn't Sterling, but he's winning games. And, you know, Grubauer has something of similar numbers. Um, he's got an 897 compared to it, but he's not winning as often. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm Seattle, and especially with the contract status uh, of Grubauer and Jones, I don't think that they can really do much better um, going towards playoffs here. If you're, if you're, is it Talbot or Jones? At, at my point, at this point, I think it's kind of a wash, even though Talbot has a 921 career save percentage in playoffs. I do think LA is it might be in the same boat. Like Copley's 15 and 3 playing for that team. And he's got a 901 save percentage, which isn't great, but they at least still have Jonathan Quick sitting in the hole. Okay. And Quick mm -hmm. hasn't been great over the past couple of years, but man, he can still rattle off a great game here and there. So I actually think Tyler, both of these teams should probably stand pat at the trade deadline. If they think that they absolutely have to go get some someone out there, Cam Talbot's probably the answer. But the market is really weak this year. Yeah, it is, which is very interesting because I even think a team like the Sabres could be sniffing around the goaltending market as well. Uh, going out east, the Toronto Maple Leafs going to be without Matt Murray for the next couple of weeks here, but that's opening the door for a guy from their American League team to get in a look, and you have some insight on that. Yeah, it's somebody that I've known since he was, I don't know, 12 or 13. We used to have Joseph Wool, uh, the Toronto Marlies goaltender, now up with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, as one of our, I guess you could almost say protégés here in St. Louis. Um, I tell you what, this kid was a dynamo at a young age, and it's taken him a little while um, to reach the status he's at now in the American Hockey League. He's an all-star this season. 
he's he's had an unbelievable year so far 12 and 1 for the Marlies with a 928 save percentage and his career NHL numbers are good they're favorable the problem is that he's just been hurt a lot Tyler the past couple of years have been a struggle to stay in the lineup he has all the skill in the world he can skate like crazy tracks pucks well he all of those things, all those intangibles that made him a third-round pick in 2016, I think the ceiling for, for Joseph Wall is a legit NHL goaltender. I think he can still be a starter. I know it's taken a while. He just has to be healthy. He has to play a lot of games. And maybe we get to see a glimpse of it this year. But Ilya Samsonov has been outstanding in that net for Toronto. I don't think Wall's going to see a lot of action, but he's somebody that we should keep an eye on. Fantastic stuff, as always, Mike, with the blue paint. Certainly some teams and storylines to keep an eye on over the next month as we lead up to the trade deadline. As always, it's brought to you by Montana's. And if you're sitting there going, man, I want to give Montana's a try. Well, we got a little contest going for you this week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Faceoff. You will see the post go up at some point today. You will follow the instructions you see here on your screen, and you will have a chance to win $25 to go try out that brand new comfort menu at Montana's or take advantage of some of their daily deals. Head to montanas.ca to find a location near you. Ask DFO time, our daily inbox question. If you have a question for us this week, send it in on Twitter using the hashtag AskDFO. And Mike, as we put a wrap on January, there was two players who tied for the scoring lead in the NHL in the month or the first month of 2023. It was Jack Hughes and Matt Kachuk really coming to his own in Florida, going to be going to the All-Star game as well. And the question is, has your opinion of that blockbuster changed now that we're kind of at the official half, unofficial halfway point of the season? Not really for me because I think the Florida Panthers have gotten exactly what they expected of Matthew Kachuk. You know, he's he's basically on the same point arc that he was last year with the Calgary Flames and even previous years. So I, I, I'm still the same way with this. I think that Florida made too many changes in the offseason. I understand that they had to uh, they had to do something, right? But mm -hmm. I don't think that this is a wash. I think Huberto would have been just as good this year. I think they're just getting the player they expected in Florida. Yeah, that's fair, and it's also worth noting the term and the age and things like that. My opinion's changed a little bit just because I thought the Flames got really good value, but then you kind of look at the way Huberto and Sutter have butted heads and the way his production's fallen off this season. Uyghur maybe hasn't come as advertised either. I, I still think it's close, but before I think I would have tipped a little bit more in Calgary scale when the deal was first made, and now just seeing how Kachuk has been able to pick up his production and keep rolling, I think I'm the other way. I'm, I'm tipping it a little bit more towards Florida, but it's always fascinating to keep an eye on things like this throughout the season. Uh, let's move along to our Daily Bet segment, brought to you by Points Bet Canada, and there is one game in the NHL tonight. We're slowing down with about half the league on their bye weeks this season, but it's Winnipeg taking on St. Louis, and I have a couple of plays for this one that I like, starting with a Blake Wheeler assist. This thing is plus money on points bet, and guess what? He has five assists in his last five games. A couple of those are multi-assist games, but regardless, I like Blake Wheeler to pick up an apple, mainly because I like the the Jets to keep their offense going. The Blues have been struggling as of late. They've allowed 21 goals against in their last five games. They've also allowed north of 25 shots on goal in four of those games. And that's why I'm also taking the Nick Ehlers shot prop. It's set at three and a half. He's crushed this in four of his last five. I love him to do it again tonight against a Blues team that is just kind of struggling along right now and a Jets team that should be highly motivated after their team called them out. So give me a Wheeler apple, the Nick Ehlers shot prop, and those are my two plays for a small, lonely night of NHL action. 
And that brings us to garbage time, Mike. What did you bring up from the weekend? Man, I I saw this come across, and it's kind of been a slow build that I didn't know about, but Vitek Vanacek, the goaltender of the New Jersey Devils, who, by the way, has been fantastic for them uh, in the past month or so, really the whole season, but I think he's been great lately. Listen to this. Just, just listen to this. This is unbelievable. Uh, you know what happened? That ref scared me when he whistled. <laughs> How would you describe your style? Uh, I mean, like, I'm a funny guy, you know? <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy they like me and, and they are really nice to me, so thank you so much. It's really nice to uh, go like that. I'm uh, really proud of the VTech, you know? And then uh, I hope you're going to keep going and then, uh, and then the team uh, do the same thing like what they do. Yeah, I was just trying to uh, stay me, you know, stay by VTech, you know? Like, VTech has to be always same and then... Uh, just just play hockey and not thinking about anything else. Yeah, honestly, I think we're going to go for uh, Hibachi. Nice. Yeah, it's just across <laughs> the street, you know, and then we was talking with my wife yesterday. We will go for Hibachi, so I can't wait. A little Hibachi just across the street. You like the guy flipping the food around. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good experience. Yeah, it is. It is nice. I love that. Better hands than you? Uh, for cooking, yes. I don't know if the, in the net. <laughs> so, Tyler, I mean, like, who doesn't love the volcano onion at Hibachi? You know Vitek's oh, a big yeah. fan of it. He's got to be. So, listen, dude, this is unbelievable content, and Vitek Vanacek has just rocketed to my top, the top of my list for favorite NHL goalies for that post, those post-game interviews, man. Like, and I'll tell you what, this is important in a locker room. You know that personality comes out, quirky, funny, mm -hmm. happy-go-lucky. Uh, and I think that's a big part because the players surrounding him in New Jersey seem to have that same type of vibe to them. I think it's a reason why they're playing well. So I hope it keeps it up. I hope the VTech continues being the VTech because um, this is gold and, and he's been a big part of that team. So this, this just made my entire weekend, man, that whole clip. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Everybody loves the VTech uh, for the McKenna and the Uremchuk. That's a wrap on the Daily Faceoff Live Monday edition of the show. We'll be right back at it though tomorrow at noon Eastern. In the meantime, keep it locked on DailyFaceoff.com. Enjoy your Monday, and we'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.